welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we finish up our month of sleazy slasher movies. Up next, if you like um, schools that only have females and has a, a crazy guy who had a, either a burnt face or, or a leopard face, and you like Spanish lovers or the Spanish god lovers everywhere with some uh, crazy plot when it comes to twists and turns, brother. This is the movie for you, because the Retro Blood is talking all about the Bloody Moon. Jay Allison, James Klein, what's happening, Allison? How you feeling about this Bloody Moon? How you feeling about the Slasher Month coming to an end? Man, uh, I'm happy that Slasher Month is coming to an end. Um, uh, not, uh, it's one of those weird months where, like, have, have any of these movies been good? Mm. No. Um, I, I didn't mind this one. Watching- Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm back and forth on this one. It's, it, it, you know, have these movies been good? No. Did I enjoy watching them? Probably also no. But then in some ways I did. No, but also yes. I would say so. Uh, we're I don't know. We're here. We're here. We're at the end. Um, uh, we saved the <laughs> maybe the best for last. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, you know, so yeah. so this movie is continuing our Spain. Uh, uh, retro theme. blood Spain reviews. Theme. Yes, the Spain. Yes, because yes, you know pieces was like that as well too, and yep. uh, the edge of the axe also had a little bit of a foreign uh, influence on it as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's very interesting to see the the different dialogue and then this the different like nature of the like these sleazy slasher films because you always have to have a couple things in these ones. Yeah, there's always got to be tits. So we got the tits. Yes, in every movie, we got that going. We have to have one crazy killer stalking mostly girls and there has to be swerves so oh, we got yeah, we got all those swerves. yes there always has to be swerves so we got all those traits all those traits that happen in all the movies and this mm-hmm. one is no exception even though this one had a uh, very interesting plot um to it yeah yeah and, and an interesting history too about the, about this movie um i picked this movie because it's a jesus franco film and i liked a lot of um I, I liked a whole lot of his movies um he's made a lot of really good movies this is not really one of them but um he did make some really really good movies that people should watch and we'll talk about that as we get more toward the movie part of it yes and uh what's also interesting about the history of this film so this movie was released in germany oh yep Apparently, it was like a German-Spain production where they were using German actors and then Spain Spain actors as well, too. But the dubbing yeah. on this was something, brother. It was something else. 
It was, uh, I, I, for some reason, like this one right here, we'll talk about it, but I have a, uh, I, I liked it. I liked some of the, the stuff on it. It reminded me of uh, different weird things. But this movie came out in March, so it'd be kind of hard for us to watch it at the time, unless maybe we got some sort of, like, fucking, uh, uh, tape or something <laughs> sent down or to us. Or if we like, took a trip to Germany. Yes, yeah, so we took a little trip to Germany on the... <laughs> Imagine taking a whole trip to Germany. Like, why are you guys here to do sightseeing and stuff? You know, checking out some of the beer and, and the culture? No, man, I'm going to watch this fucking Bloody Moon movie. Why do you think I'm yeah, here? I mean, well, just think about it. So, look, just imagine that we somehow heard about this movie coming out. Yeah. Um, and then we were huge Jesus Franco fans because we love Vampiros Lesbos and we loved his Dracula movie and we loved all of the movies he made in the 70s. We're finally going to get to see a Franco movie in the theaters. And we take a trip to Germany and Bloody Moon is what we get. <laughs> <laughs> so to be honest with you a young uh james klein in the 80s i probably would have liked this movie a lot better than you because it had a lot of stuff about liking it it had it had just like funny dialogue it had like, girls hanging around with their tits everywhere we have a couple swerves in here so so what are you what are you trying to say that i don't like girls with their tits everywhere we're a little bit more judgmental with the plot when it comes to me me i'm pretty well, easy I to satisfy i'm easy yeah, to, i'm easy true. i'm easy to satisfy on my 80s plots you know right? you give me yeah. a knife you give me some tits we're good to go brother <laughs> yeah i mean if there's if there's anything that's beyond beyond doubt is that jesus franco loved pretty women he just loved pretty girls yes and he loved seeing them naked yes and he he made the male characters like there's some sort of spanish gods like all the, yeah. all they all like you could tell like this guy was just like making this antonio character like him he's like yeah that's that's yeah. me that's me <laughs> it's just this total like machismo thing that he's yes. got going on where it's just like this yeah but we'll get into it long form here on the Retro Blood. But let's do some of the history months. So this movie was released March 27th, 1981. So we're back to the 81 era of release stuff. Which is always, a, we, every time that me and Allison are around this particular era, of like early 80s and stuff, we always see like the, the, uh, the influence of the 70s. It's kind of like, it's still, it's still prominent, but it's like kind of going away like a little slowly. So what do you got for us in the wrestling in the metal? All right, we'll do, uh, let's do metal first because um, it's the smallest one I have. So in 1981, um, uh, Iron Maiden yeah, was on their Killers tour. So we're back to what was Iron Maiden doing on this day. So they were on their Killers tour. They were finishing that up. And a year later, uh, Paul Diano was going to be kicked out of the band. But um, they were doing, they were finishing up their Killers tour. And, you know, if we had have gone to you know to germany to see this movie we could have hopped on a train oh. and taken a train to montpellier france i'm sure i'm saying that wrong montpellier um anyway montpellier france and iron maiden was playing there they were playing um you know on like i said on the uh the end of the tour at the palais des sports de montpellier which i'm sure i'm saying wrong um, but yeah, they were finishing that up on the Killers tour. This, this would have been a classic show to see because not too many people saw them, especially Americans saw them with Paul Diano as their singer. Um, but yeah, that would have been where we would be. Wow. We'd be seeing some uh, Bloody Moon and taking a train to go see some Iron Man, brother. Sounds like a fun trip. Yep. Yeah. Some of that German beer. Get some of that France France action going on over there. So, that, what, what album were they doing around this time? 
it was the Killers tour. So Killers they had tour. just put out Killers. So now, so basically, the way this band was set up originally was that um, they had a different guitar player. So they had Dave Murray and Steve Harris, um, the bass player and the lead guitarist. But Adrian Smith didn't join the band until Killers. So Adrian Smith is in the band now. So basically, other than the singer being Bruce Dickinson now, the band is absolutely the same as it was in the 80s. So they, they're they not an original member band, but you know the famous lineup of this band is still intact. Nice. But they would they were replacing they replaced the original other guitar player with Adrian Smith, and then once the next year once they replaced uh, Diano with Bruce Dickinson, then they became like the Iron Maiden that we know. But they were still like kind of mm, a little bit punk rock sounding, a little bit gr- garagey sounding. So they didn't have the real complicated line, um, or they were just starting to get in the more complicated. Uh, uh, arrangements that they would have from peace of mind on um or number of the beast on i guess you could say um but yeah they were it was still good though i mean not as good as the dickens and stuff but the diana the diana material is really good um you know they were playing the prowler transylvania Genghis khan um purgatory songs that they don't really play much anymore uh twilight zone but yeah they were this would have been a cool show to see and maybe made our trip worth uh traveling to germany to see bloody moon <laughs> yeah buddy sounds like a fun trip so what are we gonna be doing on the pro wrestling side what do we got going for us there's actually a lot of wrestling um in this one so um so there was a big show and a small show if you want to call this a small show so i want to run this by you and i want to ask you how this happened right. um so on so this movie came out march 27th 1981 in germany on March 28th, night there was a there was a show on the 27th and the 28th. On March 28th, 1981, in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, which oh. I assume is a small town, it it seems to be like a kind of smallish town in Connecticut, at the Senior High School Auditorium or Gymnasium, I guess. So I looked this school up. So today, this school has 400 students. So it's pretty small, yeah. I think. Um. There was a, a wrestling match, and that match was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Oh, shit. Okay. Now, how did that happen? Even in 1981, you know, we're not at Hulkamania really yet, but yeah. how did this happen? How did this get booked? Okay, so what I remember is, so I think we talked about one of this before on one of the, the past episodes. So, so at the beginning, when Hulk Hogan was like a heel, all right, so yeah. you know, obviously, I think he started off his career maybe just as Terry Brolea, and of mm-hmm. course, you know, he, the famous story was um, I forgot who I forgot it was Killer something found him at the the, the bar or whatever, and you know, because he was playing the bass guitar at like a local bar, brought him yeah. in stuff for wrestling, broke his broke his leg, Hulk Hogan didn't want to come back, but then eventually came back to wrestling. Wasn't uh, it uh, Saito? Yeah, 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 yes. I can't remember who the actual trainer was, but I think I think you're correct. There's Saito. It's somebody who trained him a little bit. He broke his leg, and then Hulk Hogan, because you know yeah. he, you know, back then, brother, like we talked about, like everything was a shoot. You know what I mean? Everything right. was real. You can't, you can't, you gotta, you gotta. They have to know that they can trust you with the business in order to give you the secrets at the particular right. time. So usually, when they had new people want to go for wrestling, they would like legit like fight their ass and beat them mm-hmm. up. You know. And then maybe not even tell them until they actually started going around the, the town and like figuring out actually how to work. 
So, you know, obviously during this time, Hulk Hogan was, a, like, I think he was just like a territory wrestler. And he might have been working for the WWF during this time. Um, I'm not exactly sure. But, but I do know that he went all across the country with Andre the Giant. Because at this time, like, Andre just wanted a, a, a big wrestler opponent, you know, to draw some money with around the town and kind of like maybe teach, um, you know, maybe this Hulk Hogan guy. So obviously Andre was the baby face and then Hulk Hogan was the heel. But they, they, to be honest, but I don't know how they actually showed up at that show. <laughs> if yeah, there's that, how that did many they book people. that? Because I, cause he, even, even back then, like you're saying, like these guys, like when you look at them, like these guys, you know, especially Andre, you know, they can, they should be drawing that money, brother. Yeah. Well, because the night before this, the WWF had a show in, in, uh, Pit, in uh, Pittsburgh um, where the main event was Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan in a Texas death match in front of 10,000 people. Excuse me, 15,000 people. So it's not like this was something that didn't draw money. Yeah. But I'm just like, how in the... I mean, can you imagine? Like, there are people out there to this to right now yeah. that saw Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant in a fucking gym. Was it was like a charity crazy. show or something? I don't know. It doesn't say anything about it. It just says on the 28th in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, at the senior high school, Under the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan. That's all the information I have about it. But it could have been a charity thing, but that is crazy to think that that happened that and crazy. that there are people who witnessed that. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I well, bet that I mean, match wasn't long. Well, though. you know, like that would be like seeing, well, I'm trying to think of like something that would be like. I mean, you know, back, you know, like, when AJ Styles and Seth Rollins were breaking their foot into the wrestling business, they they were in high school gyms all the time. <clears throat> but not, they, <clears throat> these guys are big, though. They had just true. performed the night before in front of fifteen thousand people. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a little weird. And Andre was, had, was huge. Yeah, it has to. Like, it's just so strange. It's so yeah. weird that this would happen. Yeah, it's either um, some yeah, special uh, event for somebody or some sort of charity event. I would have to assume. Yeah, but that's pretty um, crazy. Yeah, I just I thought that was just interesting and 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 something that we could talk about because that was that's just nuts. I mean, that's just I I can't even I can't even put my my mind around that how that would even happen. That would be like, I mean, that would be like if the WWE had a house show at, at high school. Yes. Yeah, I mean that would be yeah, even just... even NXT wouldn't do that. No. I mean, the only time, like I said, the only time I could see them doing something like that would be like a big charity show. Yeah. And yeah, it has to have been some kind of charity thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I tried to research it more, but I couldn't find any more information about it. But I thought that was really interesting and a one of a kind thing we can talk about. Yeah, definitely. Maybe I'll play a uh, old school Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant match on the Facebook, brother. Yeah. There's a good one from 1980 you can put on there. So we will do that. Everybody join the Facebook retro page group page um i'm about to uh, add up some new pages here pretty soon to spread the word but spread the word for us too we also appreciate that but uh let's get into some of the uh the stuff behind this movie um so do do you know any like kind of like backstory around this movie uh most of what i know is that it was a work for hire film so basically there was a producer that wanted to make this movie, um, which uh, in German was called The Saul of Death, and we'll find out why as we watch it. Yes. Um, 
but and he hired uh, Franco to direct this. Franco was ne- definitely near the end of his career at this point. Um, well, the end of his popularity, we, we could say. Uh, I think he still continued to make movies up until the late '80s, at least. Um, or when did he die? Um, I mean, he made so many movies. Well, I mean, he's one of those people that just continually worked. I but, think he died in 2013. But, you know, yeah, yeah. So he's he was so he died recently. So he was making movies into the nineties. Yeah. Um. Of some of some uh, renown, but yeah, he was. Uh, um. He, you know, he was uh, he was definitely just hired to make a movie. Um, and this was uh, not a top tier Franco film, but it is worth watching. Um. But yeah, he made uh, *Vampiros Lesbos*, which is a fantastic film. Um, and he made a, a version of Dracula that was really good. Um, I think he made some Marquis de Sade stuff. Eugenie, I think, is a Marquis de Sade film that he made. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I didn't look anything up. Um, but yeah, Franco, Franco is great, and don't don't hold this film against him. But it's not terrible. It just, I, it just the script's not great in my opinion. And apparently, he made a cameo in this film too, because he really? played, yeah, he played the doctor. Oh, okay. Whoever the doctor like character Ful- Like Fulci always plays the doctor. Yes. Got to get that doctor scene in there, brother. But let's get into it, everybody. Let's get into Bloody Moon, a.k.a. The Soul of Death. I kind of like the Soul of Death name a little better. But yeah, I do too. But it makes I- more sense too. Yes. But let's get into it, everybody. Your kiss is cold and icy as death. Your embrace, deep as the night. Ah! Eva's been murdered. That's nonsense. He wants to kill me too. Bloody moon. Summer nights filled with horror. A killer whose lust for blood will stop at nothing. Nights of blood. Girls in search of love and adventure become the prey of a bloodthirsty killer. A dream vacation becomes a nightmare. Bloody Moon, a film you won't soon forget. Bloody Moon. Alright, so we have arrived. We see like this girl. It's uh she has a wheelchair and it's empty. And she's like rolling the wheelchair around like this empty uh outside area. We see a moon. Maybe that's where the bloody moon even though it was like just a regular so. moon. It wasn't like blood red or nothing. Um we see this character's face, which we found out this character is gonna be named Manuel. Miguel. Miguel? How does Manuel? Or maybe it's the way they say that. So Miguel. No. Yeah, Manuela is his sister. Oh yes, that's right. Ma- Manuela is it's his confusing. Sister. <laughs> Manuela and Miguel. Yeah. So Miguel is he kind of has like a burnt face or some leopard shit on his face. I couldn't really tell. Uh, yeah, that was really bizarre. <laughs> this yes. disfigured. <laughs> the, the, yes. Uh, yeah, because the description was that he's horribly disfigured. Yeah. And I, you know, I wouldn't want to have that on my face, but it looks like just they just stuck stuff to his face. Yes. It looks like you could just pull it off. Well, it kind of looks like the Phantom. That's what I thought they were going for. 
You know yeah, I mean? definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're right. So, uh, Manuela says, uh, you know, you're my brother. Stop staring at me, at, at me like that. Go to the party. He's like, okay. So he goes to the party. And there's like this huge like outdoor party happening at like this, uh, this place. It's like a big pool area. There's like a, um, everybody's dancing and stuff. Very like 70s style disco music is happening in the background. I was like, okay, okay, I can get into this. Let's see what's happening. Yeah. We see these kids kissing. Um, then we have this guy who was like, he's like, come over here. Let's, do you want to make love? She's like, yes, I want to make love. They're like, okay, we'll make love right here. Nobody will see us. And like, literally, like everybody could see you. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you ain't hiding shit. And then the guy's like getting on it. He's like, he's like, why are you so stiff? Uh, nobody could see us, I promise. <laughs> She's like, I love you, and I love you too. And then we see that uh, Miguel uh, has taken the Disney mask. Some, like a Mickey Mouse mask? Like a Mickey Mouse mask. That's big, you know, yeah. This that's a big costume back in the 70s, brother. All right? I guess so, yeah. Nothing was creepier than that Mickey Mouse mask. So that's he puts true. it on stuff. He sees like this girl who's like, listen... I'm not, she looks like she, I mean, this looks like she's straight off of Austin Powers, okay? She's like super 70s, okay? We got the 70s vibe going on over here. So they start dancing and everything, she's, and she's all like, um, uh, she, she, she basically calls, she thinks it's that the other guy that's making out with the other chick. It's like, oh, Ralph or something. Hey, Ralph, uh, you're here. I thought you were going to be out with her, but you're dancing with me. She's like, oh, let's go to my room. I want you to go to my room. Let's go. So they go to her place. And she's going to be in dorm 13. Remember that, everybody. 13. So then they're like all like, she's like on the bed and everything. She's like telling her, telling him to make love to her and stuff. So he starts kissing her. He doesn't have the, she, he still has the mask on. And like kissing everything. We get some tits and shit. She eventually takes, we see a, a, a shot of scissors. Because we're like, okay, we know what's going to happen here. <laughs> she takes the mask off. She freaks out because it's, it's a Miguel. And he has like a, a fucked up face and everything. She freaks out and he eventually takes scissors and he stabs the shit out of her. Yeah. Because at this point, she's she's uh, uh, she's fooled and thinking it's her boyfriend. Well, no, no. It wasn't her boyfriend. Right? She thought it was that one dude who was screwing that one girl in front of everybody. She thought that he left that girl to go have sex with her. Oh right, yeah, that's kind of what I meant. But yeah, yes. but he, but but it was really Miguel, and and that would fool you, right? Yes. If you because he had if, a, he, uh, he if, was wearing the Mickey Mouse mask the whole time. Right. So if I were to uh, you know to put a Mickey Mouse mask on, or if you were to put a Mickey Mouse mask on, and then I were to put a Mickey Mouse mask on, your girlfriend wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Well, no, because they had the same body <laughs> frames. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they just they so the happen to look frames. like each other. All right. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Plot. And then, plot. Plot. All right. Come on now. So now we get the German title for the for the saw. Mm-hmm. The Saul of Death. It said it in German, so don't even, I'm not even going to try it. Nope. I can't speak German. So we see a taxi, and it's now to, we're now at a clinic. It's a psychiatric clinic with mm-hmm. the, the hospital. The doctor is Domino. And Dom, um, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so this part was a little funny. Okay. It's like, this is the, the, the doctor. I guess the doctor was was played by uh, Franco. Franco. Yeah. So yeah, we had Doctor so, yeah. Franco here. That's what that was him. He was the uh, the psychic, psychiatric yeah. doctor. He was going on, and now he's telling uh, uh, Manuela that um, 
you know, it's been five years. Um, he's, you know, he has some tragedy habit to him and stuff. I'm not, I'm not super sure if he's going to be okay. Just keep an eye on him and stuff. But, you know, I'm just going to release him into your care. Um, you know, he might not be okay. He might be okay. But he just needs you to take have a lot of love on him. He just needs to be in a nice, calm environment. He needs to not remember what happened to him at all when he killed that girl five years ago. Um, I'm not sure if I'm a great doctor or not. This guy, like, killed somebody. He seems to be okay now. So I'm just going to leave him with you. But I, I'm not sure, so we're just going to let him go anyway. Yes. And then, and, then, and then Manuel's like, oh, Miguel, he's so happy to see you and stuff. And then now they're on a train. So basically, this doctor's like, okay, well, the guy, he might, he, he's been okay for these five years. All, all he needs is, is to not remember that night. He, not, he needs to not go anywhere where that stuff happened at all. Okay, and he needs to be have a calm, loving environment, and I'll release him to you. Just keep an eye on him. Just keep an eye on him. Can you, can you handle he hasn't it? Killed anybody in five years? <laughs> yeah. And, so he's okay you know. now. I mean, come on, it was like five years ago. Come on now. <laughs> so they're on a train, all right, and they're they're uh, we have uh, uh, Miguel and Manuela. Manuela. And they pass uh, a girl on the train, and her name is going to be Angela. So Miguel starts uh, uh, starts staring at her and stuff, and she's like staring back and everything. Then like this red light stuff happens, and like we see like a scarf, and it looked like she jumped out of the train basically. And the girl like uh, Manuela was like, "What the hell? Did you kill her? Did you kill her?" And she's like, "Oh, here I am. Like uh, nothing happened to me. This, this is my scarf over there. Like why do you keep looking at me like I'm some sort of like daughter of Frankenstein?" <laughs> and then they go off. So I'm like, okay, interesting. Um, so now, uh, after all that stuff happens, um, we see, um, we see, like, uh, the, we're now in, like, a, like, a youth center, okay? We see Paco, he is, like, putting up some signs. It's, like, this, this whole youth center for international language. So, basically, it's a school that got built or something, and... <laughs> So, <laughs> it's an international school that got built, and yes. I'm jumping a little right. bit ahead, but for some reason, they only take female applications. <laughs> All right, fuck well, them guys. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so I don't know that that's really that unusual. I mean, you know, there there are definitely girls only schools um, yeah. out there, so maybe this is one of them. But but yeah, it seems to be like I was a little confused because it seems to be a language school, right? Like it's yes. a school that teaches them to speak language. But the movie takes place in Spain, and they're learning Spanish. Or it seems like they're learning Spanish. Well, I'm guessing the the girls who were traveling there were all Germans. All right? Maybe. Like, all the girls were supposed okay. to be from Germany or something. And they're out there to, to go to Spain, and they're going to go out there to learn, to learn Spanish. Except for one uh, girl who just wanted some Spaniard cock. But we'll get to right. her. We'll, we'll get, get there. Her. Yes. So this is when we get the uh, teacher... This guy's name, Bino, Bino, Buno. Sure. Whatever. I'm just going to call him the teacher because this is fucking guy, Bino. He is, he was talking to like a secretary girl. And the girl's like, hey, you know, like we're, we're starting losing funding over here. Like we're losing a lot of funding over this place. And I don't think it was a good idea to make this school. And Bino's like, oh, well, how much, uh, how many students do we have? She's like 40. Oh, that's great. Great enough. Good enough. Huh. That's good. We'll, we'll be able to survive off that and stuff. And then and then she's eventually like, well, 
Miss Gomez wants to talk to you and stuff. It's like, oh yes, Miss Gomez. So Miss Gomez is the uh, the count the the countess. Uh, she's like the, the the owner of the whole property, and she wants to to talk to him and stuff. And she also wants to talk to um um her 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 niece Manuela. Manuela. So this is when we get the scene of when we meet Maria, and she is just like going crazy. So she is just going on. Um, going like, hey, yeah, wh- 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 where, where is Miguel? Where, where is Manuela? I need to talk to Manuela right now, right now. Where, where is she doing? And then we see Manuela, and we see like the the teacher, but you know, they're talking together. And eventually, Maria comes up um, to up to him. She's like, what are you guys scheming? Come over here. And like these people are just talking fast, okay? And she is basically saying that I don't trust my my niece Manuela. She, all she wants is my money. She doesn't care about anything. She's planning everything. And I'm going to leave all my inheritance to Ma- to Miguel only. And she's telling Manuel all this. He's like, I'm cutting you out of the will. You will not see a penny when I die. I know you just want me to die for my own money only. And we're supposed to, you know, this is when we're kind of seeing that the Maria is like a little crazy. And we're supposed to see that Manuel is supposed to be like a, like a nice character. Everybody, everybody thinks she's very nice and very calm and everything. They just think that the uh, Maria just has something against her. And of course, the... the and- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, and when you say the teacher, you're talking about Alvaro, the the teacher guy, uh, the yeah, the you know the the, the guy with the guy with the curly hair, yeah, the curly hair guy, yeah, 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 the, yeah, Alvaro, yeah, yeah, oh, that's Alvaro? he has a big part in the movie later, yeah, he has a big part in the movie later, yes, yes, yeah, that guy. So I thought his name was <laughs> Bino. Mm-mm, nope. Unless oh. we're talking about two different people. Uh, there is an Alvaro. I don't know. Fuck. Maybe we're confused. <laughs> maybe they're anyway, both, maybe, it, they're, maybe they're both people. Let me see. Hold on a second. But he's the guy that's in the room with them while they say all that. Yeah. So it, basically, the teacher guy. So we'll just call him the teacher guy. The teacher guy is the one okay. with the curly hair who, like, mm-hmm. is trying to uh, defend uh, Manuela, make sure you know against um, against Maria, giving right. her a hard yes. time okay. and stuff. We're on the same page now. Yes. Yes. All right, let's see. Um, and then, of course, this is when Maria says, she's just, she's just playing games with you. All she wants is my money and stuff. Like, So Maria's on to the game of Manuela. So we see a moon again. Uh, we see uh, Miguel. She's, he, he's pushing Maria around the house at nighttime. Uh, this is when we have um, Manuela. She is now naked staring at the moon. Yeah. She does that actually more than once. <laughs> so we have Maria. She's going to bed now. And this is when um, she hears a bunch of noises. She thinks it's, it's, it's uh, Miguel. It's not. It's like a big light in her face. And eventually she gets burnt in the bed. So. But, but like a blowtorch or something. Yeah. like a yeah. Well, it's kind of like a. It's either a blowtorch or like a, or like a stick with fire on it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with a fire on it. All right, all right. So now it's uh, the next morning. All the girls that are in the classroom are going inside the class. They're all like... And so we notice right away that the same place where the killings happen is where the girls Mm -hmm. go to school at. So it's the same area. It's the same where the pool is, where the campus Mm -hmm. is at. It's all the same area that Miguel killed that girl like five years ago. 
So now the uh, this next, they're all going inside. Now they're all learning languages. And I didn't write this shit down. So they're all basically in the class and everything, learning their language. And we can kind of see the females looking back and forth with the teacher and stuff. At first, you think there's some like shit going on with, between one of the girls and the teacher, but not, not really. So guess what? So this is a Spaniard slasher horror movie. What is one yeah. thing that we need to have in a Spaniard slasher movie? Uh, boobs. Yes. And we had to we had to play some tennis. All right. Oh yeah. So <laughs> what does this deal with the Spanish movies and tennis? Like there's more tennis. There's more tennis in this movie. Yes. <laughs> we are we're going back to the edge of the. We're no pieces. We're going back to pieces, brother. Pieces, we got all the yeah. tennis playing everywhere. All right. Yeah, maybe maybe tennis was really popular in Spain around this time. But yeah, then then we have more tennis. More tennis in the. Spanish I wonder films. if pieces and Bloody Moon are in the same universe. Maybe. Maybe. That would be kind of cool. Yes. Could have a crossover. Yeah. There you go. So they're playing tennis. This one blonde girl is like super into it. And then now we get all these girls by the pool. Tits out, brother. They're fucking just... Imagine this campus, you know. It's a language campus. We got all these girls from Germany. They're all mm-hmm. by the pool. Oh, fuck it. Just keep your top off. You know, I guess it's not too yeah. like rare for like foreign areas. I really don't. I really don't think it is because I think in European pools yeah. and things and beaches, like there's a lot more because I mean, Europeans aren't as, aren't afraid of nudity like we are. Yes. Like Americans are. Americans are very puritanical. So you're, you know, in Europe, like, you know, they have nudity on like regular television after a certain time and people would lose their fucking minds if that happened here. Of course, we don't really care about violence here like they do in Europe. So you'll have more, more censored violence in Europe and less censored sex. But here we censor sex and, you know, we have more violence on television. Yes. So and I think you should have both of those. Yes. So Antonio shows up. The Spanish God has arrived. And of course, all the girls are going crazy. Oh, it's Antonio. Come over here, Antonio, and everything. He goes up. Hey, what's up, ladies? And then eventually uh, the girl that we find out her name is going to be Inga pushes them Inga. into the pool. So we're finding out that our boy Antonio is the Spanish lover of all the women who come to the school. So uh, so now we have um, Inga and we have Laura and then we have Ava. They're all talking about, um, uh, they're all like, you know, talking to each other about the language school and everything. And this is when Angela finally shows up. I'm like, oh, Angela, what's, you finally showed up. Um, it's been like a week that we've been at class and everything. She's like, yeah, I've been stuck at this alley cat. And I was like, what the hell? What? She's stuck somewhere. She was stuck somewhere for like a week. All I right. understand that part, yeah. Yeah, I got you. So now they're all like, they all talk about, um, you know, this is when Inga now shares a story like, oh, what bunker are you staying in? And Angela's like, oh, I'm going to be staying in Bunker 13. Oh, did you hear about the story that happened Uh-oh. in Bunker 13 five years ago? The killing happened in there and stuff. And she just basically, Inga just going over the whole plot of what happened with the, this murder that happened in there. And then, of course, Angela's like, oh, this is just trying to give me nightmares and about horror stories and stuff. And then she, the, Angela's like, I just want a meal and stuff, just want something to eat. So she goes to get go gets her simple meal, and of course we have Miguel. He's now following her. Uh-oh. So Angela goes to bunker thirteen. She unpacks. She hears some noise at the door. As the door popped open. She closes the door. She plays a little record. She's about to take a shower. 
Um, some, somehow Paco shows up. And Paco is like, his character is like, you could tell like he's a little slow. You know, not all there in the brain. Right. And she closes the curtain. And then, then we see Miguel right behind her and she freaks out. She's like, that's the guy from the train. Okay. So, okay. So now let's pause for a second. So this is all the same location, right? Like the Countess and um, Manuela and Miguel and all the language students, they all, they all live at the same place, right? There's like this big, like, I don't want to call it a a palace, a resort. I don't know what you call this, but they all live at this big place because the Countess is rich and she opened a language school or Manuela opened a language school. Um, but they're, they're all in the same place, right? Yes. Yeah. So now she finds out that Miguel, I guess she didn't know that Miguel got off at the tra- same train. I don't know. Anyway, she, she's just now finding out that Miguel is there. As well, yes, I guess. And I like it where at the beginning, the doctor said, okay, well, we need you to have him around a loving environment. He does. He doesn't need to remember what he killed, you know, what he did five years ago. So what does she do? She brings it right back to where he killed five years ago. Okay. Well, yeah, it's home, right? Yes. So now, um, so now, you know, after she, she recognized the guy from the train, she tries to go look around and stuff. And, and this is when we get, um, and this is when she opens the door very slowly. And just a kid trying to give a souvenir and she doesn't take the souvenir. Okay. So we For see, some reason. yes. So now we see Manuela wheelchair doing the at nighttime, like rolling the wheelchair around. And Paco looks on and he's in the car and he's looking really creepy, happy. All right. Angela leaves room 13. Um, she is walking around. She sees Miguel a little bit. Miguel's following her. She runs and then she runs. She runs um, into the where the uh, I guess like the disco playing was going to be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yes, I'm following you. Okay, you got it. I so got it. sorry. Yes. So and Miguel is trying to like basically he's just kind of stalking her the whole time. So this is when she like runs into her friend Laura, and then they're about to go up to like the this like disco party thing, and of course Antonio has two girls on his arm at the same time, and this is when Inga introduces Angela to Antonio. She's like, "Hey, hey, Angela, this right here is Antonio. He is not only our tennis player, our tennis teacher. He's not only our gardener, but he's our Spanish lover." He's great. You should have a turn sometime. I was like, oh, fuck, okay. And, then, and Tony was like, yes, yes, you should have a turn with me. I am, uh, I am great. <laughs> I am How, great. And then he goes like, how is your Spanish so far? And then Angela's like, I can speak great Spanish. So she does some Spanish words and stuff. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah you'll do. Let's all go inside. It's cold. Okay. <laughs> so he's the tennis instructor and the gardener. Yes, he's a tennis instructor, <laughs> gardener, and lover. Yes. Okay. So he is, he is all that. <laughs> he's like the uh, he's the instructor of everything he's the, in- the instructor of the tennis the garden and the pussies there you go yes so they're all though now we see the the wheelchair is now empty at the at the house and we still see the girl uh manuela she is still in her window naked looking at the moon she must like <laughs> doing that every night yeah there's a lot of that well some of that in this movie. so now we have um manuela she's in her her room combing her hair and stuff, Miguel shows up. She's like, 
I was wondering about you. I thought you were having a drink down at the bar or something. And then Manuel's like, she's like, Miguel's going up to her and stuff. He's like, he's like, I thought you were going to be with some other girls. So like, and then Miguel's like, you're the only girl that I, I ever loved. You're the one that didn't look mm. at me or laugh at me. And I always loved you. Remember, remember like before? And then they start like kissing a little bit. She's like, we can't do that anymore. It can't be like how it used to be. And, um, you know, all these people around here are going to be making fun of us. Um, you know, they, they can't know. It can't be like how it was back then. So because she's his sister, right? Yes. So now we're seeing uh, that Miguel and Manuel had a thing. Like brother and yeah. sister had a thing. And Miguel likes Man Manuela because Manuel always treated him nicely because of his deformity. And I guess they had a uh, little uh, uh, incest love going on during during uh, a couple uh, years ago but now she doesn't want to do that <clears throat> because everybody will look at them weird and she's basically saying like what we need to do is we need to get rid of everybody here so we can be lovers together uh, yes <laughs> so is this <coughs> excuse me so, so is the i don't i don't know is this like an is this like a con like not a common thing but is this like a normal accepted thing in europe like is this a European thing? Because they they treat it in the yeah. movie as if it's normal, like it's just something that happens. Well, I don't say that, please. I wouldn't say that because remember they're trying to hide it. Well, okay, they are trying to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. basically, what it is is we're seeing the seeds of Maria being right about Manuela, where she is very manipulative, and she is now yeah, trying to right. manipulate uh, Miguel to kill everyone so she can um, take over the uh, the estate. Mm, yeah. So, she's so at this point, you can start to figure out the end of the movie. Yeah. If you if you pay attention. Yeah. So basically, right now we're seeing that that Manuela is is manipulating her brother to kill these kids. So, so they could be together. That's what she's trying to do. And of course, it's like he's licking her leg and everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So the kids are now in some small disco room. This thing was super. They're like all on couches and shit, and like there's like yeah. one girl on rollerblades somehow. Yeah, and then like lots of disco in this. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this song said this. There's like some disco music in the background. Bam, 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 bam. The song was like, "Shake your baby, shake your baby, shake, shake your baby, shake your baby." That was it. That was it. Shake your baby, shake your baby. Yeah. Shake your baby. That was it. That was it. The whole song was "Shake Your Baby." Yeah, European disco man. What are you gonna do? Yeah, there you go. So all the girls are out there. They're all trying to like dance with Antonio. Angela's all by herself, sitting alone. Antonio goes over there. He's like, "Oh, would you like a dance?" And then all the girls flock to him, like Inga, and then fucking Avi and stuff. They all flock to him. And this is when Inga goes off. She's all like, she's like, <laughs> she goes off like, yeah. You just want to sit there and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, hey, Antonio, do you want to have, do you want to come back to, to my room? And so we can, basically, she just wants some sex with this Antonio guy. All right. She is just begging for it. She's like, you're a Spanish lover. Show me what you got in the sack and everything. You're so great. I'm like, who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> like, I, this guy is just fucking, he's all over the place. And then eventually, like, Ava's making fun of the uh, Inga for stuff. And then, then, uh, then Antonio says some line about chocolate, and then a Inga gets pissed. She's like, she's like, you're just sitting there looking all sexy like some Spanish god and everything, 
but you're just a fraud. Uh, as he leaves. And they all start laughing. And of course, Antonio has girls flocking all around him. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, Antonio is uh, Sammy Guevara. Yes. No, uh, yeah. But this guy has, he has, he has more women fallen for him than anything. But he is the Spanish god in this movie, yeah. brother. So this is when we get a uh, the the secretary from earlier wants the teacher to go back to her bunker later, and he's like, "Oh, maybe, okay." Um. So now, um. So this is uh, Angela and uh, Antonio. They're now walking back uh, from the disco club. They're walking away from the disco club, and um. So when they're when they're so Antonio asks if Angela wants to play tennis with him tomorrow and then Antonio gives her a flower and then she goes back to her house all right so we're back at the mansion again we see again Manuela naked staring at the moon mm-hmm. oh, yeah. must be like her hobby every night <laughs> so um now the killer is like now the the we can see the killer view like that little killer view looking at bunker 913 Mm-hmm. Um, Angela is reading a book all about murder. Um, she turns off the lights. The, oh, the lights get turned off. She thinks it's Inga. It's not. So we see like the killer walking around with a knife while she's kind of like you know looking around the different places. And she checked to see that the rose that she put up got all broken because she kept hearing like glass noises. Uh, she goes and she checks all around the house and stuff. And... Eventually, she goes back to sleep. The killer is about to stab her until they hear some noise. And it's Ava. So, Ava has shown up. And she's like, hey, I need like a pullover. Because when you left the disco, three guys showed up. And one of them was my type. And they're going to take me on a boat at nighttime. You want to come? She's like, no, I don't want to come. She's like, okay, you sure? It's like, yeah. And then... I guess Angela goes to the restroom or something, and then uh, Ava's about to put on, she topless, of course. She's about to put on the pullover. She's like, I've never been at a boat at nighttime. And then we see the killer stabs her right in the breast. Oh, yeah. And then she falls down. Angela comes over, sees her, freaks out, screams and everything, runs away, runs right into Antonio. Antonio's like, wait, what's going on? I was just hanging out here at nighttime and stuff, being all creepy. And... <laughs> And she's like, there's a, the, the, Ava, she's dead, she's dead in there, she's dead in there. And then he's like, oh, you're just imagining stuff. And, you know, the same stuff everybody says when they don't believe somebody. They right. go into the room, and then Antonio's like, oh, here's the culprit. It's a, it's a freaking, uh, it's the book you're reading. It's the murder book. You're just making this yeah. all up. Yeah. yeah. It's all in your head. It's just yeah. scared of the book. You're just having bad dreams. Come on now. And she's like, I swear, I swear, like, I, I seen it before. And of course... Out of nowhere, Inga shows up, and she's all like, "Oh, you were you were having dreams and stuff, huh?" Uh, no, I know. The before that happened, um, our boy Antonio did a great line. All right, I can't believe I almost forgot this one. He was all like, "You shouldn't be having nightmares. Why don't you just think of some? Why don't you just dream of something great, like me?" Yeah. <laughs> just like me. Just dream about me. And then Inga just shows up out of nowhere. She's like, "Oh." I see what I see. What you're doing, Angela. You wanted to leave the party early so you can get yourself some of this Spanish lover and stuff. And then, and then, like Antonio's like, "Well, yeah, what's wrong with that?" 
for the fucking dialogue in this was something. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> so it's, they're, uh, they're going well, on and on and stuff, and then Inga's going on. And then I don't know where the teacher shows up. He's all like, hey, Antonio, get out of here before I kick you out myself. Get on going. I know what you were looking for. Get on out of here. He's like, oh, what the hell? And then, of course, you know, um, Angela's still freaked out because she, she, you know, thinks she saw, like, the dead body. So. And then he leaves. Antonio leaves and stuff. And, uh... And then this is when she says, like, I, I saw that Ava got, she's been murdered. He's like, hey, I'm pretty sure you're just seeing things. So just have a good night. All right. So now they're back in learning class. All right. And Angela can't, can't help to notice that Ava's not there. So she keeps looking over her shoulder to see, you know, about the empty seat. And she talks to Laura about it. She's always like, ah, oh, she's just up to her, you know, she always misses classes. She's just up to her tricks again. Teacher interrupts. More excuses. Yes, the teacher interrupts them, saying like, "Ah, no gossip. We need you to learn." And eventually, the tape, Angela's tape, cuts in, saying, "I will chop you up in pieces, and I will kill you with an axe." And then she sees Manguel, Ma, Ma, uh, Miguel out in the mirror. She freaks out. Shows the tape to the teacher. The teacher's like, "Oh, it's a little soft, but you know, I could turn it up a little bit." And then she's like trying to calm herself down. And she's basically going like a little insane. Uh, I guess so. So I don't really know how this was supposed to have happened, but so she was listening to the tape and then all of a sudden the tape starts threatening, threatening her. Yeah. But then it's not on the tape anymore, but there's no supernatural elements in this movie. So it's kind of weird. Well, maybe, maybe since the teacher, maybe he, they, they plotted that. that I don't know. <laughs> what? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Good point. Yes. Maybe he plots something. Maybe. Yeah. So now, Angela's leaving, and the two girls, uh, you know, Inga and Laura, they want to play tennis. And she, and Angela's like, no, I don't want to play tennis. I'm going to go find this AV, AV girl. And then they're saying, like, man, this girl must be nuts or something. She's, like, acting like a little crazy. She's like, um. So now Angela's back at her bunker. She sees, like, bloody clothes everywhere. And she sees, like, some bloody towel in the bathroom. And it, I guess it doesn't scare her or something. Um, now we have, uh, Manuela. She is talking to, to, uh, it's like this different part of town. And Manuela is talking to, to Antonio. She's like talking to him and arguing with him. And then like, An Angela is like following him. Um, uh, because Angela is now out. Like she was like talking to people within the town to see if they seen Avery anywhere. And then she, she tries to follow, um, Antonio on the bridge. Like the little dock bridge. We see a moon. Again, no bloody moon, just a regular moon. Um, and then a random rock almost hits Angela. And then she Star phone like, rock. Yes. <laughs> and she tries to like fly down these cops. And she was all like, hey, did you guys not see that rock that almost hit me? And the cop was like, well, did you read the sign? She's like, no, I can't read the language. And then she leaves. And then the so, cops... Oh. Pause, pause. <laughs> so, okay, so... She's in Spain, but she's from she's German, right? I guess, yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. So she's German and she she's there to learn Spanish, but she can't read the sign, but she can talk to the cops. Yes. And we assume the cops are speaking Spanish, right? No, the cops I think they know English. That's why they can speak to her. Well, why are they speaking English? To talk to her. She's German. Well, maybe they're speaking German to her. This is dubbed, man. Okay. <laughs> It's dead. They're not supposed to be like, they're supposed to be talking German to her in this language. 
at the time. I, or maybe so. maybe they're all speaking English because English is like a universal language. I don't know. Uh, uh, English is remember, not this a is, universal remember, language. Remember, this is dubbed. So that's why. Like I understand that it's dubbed. I'm trying to understand in this plot how how she can speak to them if she can't read the words. Like, she can't read Spanish. Well, remember she said, though, she can talk to Spanish, but I don't think she can read it. So maybe she, she, okay. maybe she, maybe she right. can do a fluent talking to. All right, fair enough. But she missed enough. the punchline. Punch the punchline was the cop punch was like, I like to teach her, her my language. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and then I was like, oh, you're on duty. <laughs> you're on duty. But if you're off duty, you could do that. But yes. on duty, you can't, you can't do that. Yes. No. Exactly. All right. So now Angela runs into Laura. She's like, I can't find um, uh, Ava anywhere. And eventually they talk, they're like, well, why don't you just ask Antonio? They were lovers. I'm like, fuck, this guy bang everybody? Like, how mm -hmm. long were they here? Weren't they only here for like a week? I mean, fuck, this guy, yeah. got, the, this guy got the action soon. He really got to it, yeah. <laughs> and then and then she starts to talk to Antonio. Antonio's like, oh, I, just, I never met her. I just met her last night. I never even met her before. I was like, didn't Lori just say you just fucked her or something? Like, I don't know. I'm confused. So, so and then she, and then this is when Angela's like, listen, like she's dead and stuff. I know she is. And he's like, oh, no, you're just talking crazy and everything. She's like, and then she's like, well, why were you talking to that uh, Manuela girl over there? Over there? you having an affair with her? And he's like, Manuela, what are you talking about? Like, she, like, owns all this. She owns, like, the mansion. She owns, like, the grounds and everything. I used to grow up with her our kids and stuff, and now I'm taking orders from her. Yeah. Oh, okay. That explains it. Um, and then, uh, now they're, like, they're talking again. They're walking through. Well, this is when we get, um, Emanuela. She is talking to Maria in the wheelchair. And she has one snake there, but she can't find her, st her snake, Medusa. That one is missing. Okay. Okay. So that that did clear some things up because I thought in the scene she was talking to the snake. Well, she was talking to um, well she was talking to the uh yeah well she was talking to the snake and then she's talking to Maria as well. Okay, because this is the part where she's like, "Where's Medusa? Did yes. Miguel take Medusa? Medusa, are you gone with Miguel?" And yes. this was on and on and on with her arguing with the snake about where Medusa is. Yes. So now Angela is basically trying to get Antonio to help help her find Avery. And Antonio's, you know, he's not wanting to do it because he doesn't really know the girl. Like, why would I find this girl if I don't know her? And and then he's eventually like, okay, well, you convince me. I'll I'll meet up with you later and find it. And then he tries to leave. And then he notices that the, the, the Manusa snake is about to attack Angela. And he just runs over there and cuts its head off. Cut, cut its head off. Mm -hmm. And then I guess Angela turns around she sees Manuel with bloody scissors and she screams and she runs away because I guess now she thinks Antonio is the fucking killer. It's the killer, I guess so. And I think it's sad because I think they killed a real snake in this for this movie. Oh, wow. Well, they might like, uh, well, like, I mean, that, that, because that scene where he shows the snake head moving after he, after he cuts it off. Yeah. Like, that was either a really, really, really good effect or it's a real snake. And that was kind of sad. Yeah. Don't kill animals for your movies, people. Yeah, don't do it. So Antonio tries to catch her. The teacher sees him, says, uh, "Don't bother with my students, or I'll, I'll like fire you. Basically, I'll get you out of your job." And then she like runs, runs away. Um, now and then, of course, Miguel is watching all this stuff. Um, <clears throat> Angela, she's like freaking out and stuff because she thinks now Antonio is the killer. 
So she's trying to run away and she's trying to meet the teacher because I guess she didn't see the teacher um, while the, he, he stopped Antonio. Um, so she, they run into Laura and and then and, and Inga again. They want to, oh no, they, they run to Laura and some other girls and the, they want to play a trick on Inga because Inga was supposed to bring one of the guys home from last night's disco and have sex with him. The guy's name is Ralph. So they're going to play a trick on her. But Angela freaks out. She has to run away. And they all think she's crazy now. She's some crazy girl. So she's... And then she's like saying like Antonio killed Avery. And she's trying to uh, get away. And she's trying to kill me too. And then they all think she's like nutty. Huh? And then Man- this is when we see Manuela. She um, demands that Miguel come to her. Because Aunt wants to talk to, her, talk to him. So now this is where we get the scene where the girls are playing a trick on Inga. Inga fakes doing an orgasm. They walk around the whole house. <laughs> the clue to this was we see when she grabs a hanger to grab some yeah. clothes. We see the dead Avra in her closet. Yeah, what she doesn't see. Yeah, what she doesn't see. And the girls don't see either when they go up to the window. Mm-hmm. And I guess the girls are now making fun of Inga for not having Ralph over there having sex with her. And then yeah, Inga so is pissed off. It. Yes, just because she's faking it. Now Inga is pissed off that they found out that she was faking this sex and the girls are laughing about it and she's like, I will get my revenge. I will have sex with one of these Spanish gods. So that's 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 her whole plot of this movie is to have sex <laughs> with a Spanish man. Yes. Okay. So now we're back at the river. Angela is just walking around. She sees Inga driving off in a yellow car. She tries to call her down, like call him but she just drives off, okay? So the car is now leaving to some sort of like mystery place. And Inga's like, oh, yeah, I like driving in this Rolls Royce and everything. It's really nice, but uh, hey, make sure we uh, get me back by the disco because I'm going to go eat there later on tonight, okay? So now they are at this like abandoned building place. She's like, oh, this place is not too uh, uh, flattering, but it'll do. (laughs) And then there's like this kid, that's like watching them the whole time. And I guess now the the person is that we supposed to believe is Ralph, but I guess it's not. It's like tying her up the whole time. And the guy has like a yeah. mask on so she can't see the guy's face. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. well, you know, I, I, I see that you, you're tying me up. At the, I can get into this. She's basically saying how much she likes it. She's always wanted to be with a Spanish man. She, she uses the Hellraiser line, suffering is good, good pain. So I was yeah. like, okay. So she's getting all but, the... Go ahead. But the part you're leaving out is that this bitch constantly talks to this entire scene. Yes. But like, she never stops talking, <clears throat> and I just wanted her to die. I just wanted her to die because she would not shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, she was It was constantly, like, the whole time she was in the Mercedes, she was like, yeah, it's a Mercedes, and the Mercedes are a lot like the Rolls Royce, and blah, 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 blah. This is the radio. I got to get back to this place so I can eat, and it's like... I just, I get, I mean, there's no wonder that this this guy kills her because I'm just like, how could you not kill this bitch? Like, I, and then and then they get back to the place and then she's like, oh, I'm not really into being tied up, but maybe I can be tied up and like pain is pleasure and pleasure's pain is kind of hard on my back, but like, and it just goes on and on and on. on, and on. And I'm like, going on and on. Please just kill this bitch so she will shut the <clears> fuck up. <throat> yeah, <clears throat> and then we realize, okay, it's this killer guy. He's getting assault already. He gets assault already. Then she realizes, oh shit, I'm in trouble. The little kids like looking the. The whole he like watches this whole thing, and then she's like about to you know it's very slow where the the stuff moves about to be right into the song. 
So I thought the funniest part was the kid like jumps in there. He tries to like get the latch. He shuts it down. He gets out. He sees a killer. He kicks him and he runs. And the killer just uh, turns, the solid turn, turns the solid back on. And eventually Inga's head gets chopped right off. Yeah, we finally get the payoff, right? We get the solid death. Yes, the solid death. Which is why, why it was just That's why, why we came that. to the movie in the first place. <laughs> At least we got That's the payoff. That's why we came in the first place. This whole movie was written around this one scene. Yes. And, and now that's the mannequin's head off. Yes. And now the kid is running fast, and that yellow cow follows him and runs over. So there goes the kid. Mm-hmm. So we now we see Manuela with the wheelchair and at, with the on at nighttime. Okay. Angela's running runs around at nighttime. Paco looks on. Angela goes to her bunker, 13. Um pack she's trying to pack up her bag. All right, Miguel is outside. He's watching. Um, she opens the door. It's, it's Antonio in one room. She, she freaks out. She goes around. She opens up the other door. It's Miguel. So she freaks out again. So now Angela's thinking like she has two killers after her. And she is trying to barricade herself in the room with the knife. Uh, I guess she forgot one door. It opens up. It's just a black cat. Uh, the phone rings. No answer. Uh, eventually the, um, the, uh, the cat goes away and then eventually she, she sees, she's like, she sees on her bed, this other bed and it's other, I don't know how big her dorm is, but I guess it has multiple rooms, but she sees Inga in the bed. She's like, oh, Inga, I didn't know when you got here. Like, I didn't know we were here and stuff. And she opens up the cover and it's dead Inga's head. Just get right there. And she's like <laughs> freaking out. And of course, Laura arrives. She unbarricades the house, let her in. She said, like, she's like, I what's the matter? She says, like, um, she's like, like, these men are after me. They want to kill me and stuff. And um, uh, before Laura got in, she did stab. Uh, she thought she stabbed one of them. Laura looks around as just a dummy. I don't even know how that dummy got in there. I guess it's a different room. <laughs> or how she doesn't know it's a dummy. Yes. Well, she was like, freaked. I mean, she, was, you- she was freaked out when she saw the Laura head. And then she went into a different room, and then something scared her, and she saw the knife in her hand, so then she, like, stabbed whatever she saw, and she ran. I guess so. Because when I was watching that, because you, all you see is the shadow, right? Yeah. It shows the shadow of her stabbing something, but you're like, that's definitely a mannequin. She's stabbing a dummy. Yes. Like, it, it, the shadow, it looked like a shadow of a dummy. And then, uh, and I thought, wow, that's horrible. But then, like, you watch it, and like, it, okay, well, it actually is a dummy, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But, like... But yeah, so she's uh yeah, so she stabbed the clothes dummy. Yeah. So now she's all talking about like she she uh she wants to leave. She's talking to Laura about how she wants to leave. And of course, like she's like, Oh, the the nearest place to go is miles from here, of course. And she's like, Oh, the office is close too, so we can't you know so Laura says, Basically I'll stay with you tonight, but I need like a wine or a drink, so I'm gonna go to the club and bring it back. So she leaves and eventually Angela's like, Oh shit, she's leaving. Oh, Laura, where are you going? So she just stays there. So Laura, she grabbed like a shit ton of beer. She had to have like six of these things in her hand. She's like walking around. Uh, we see Miguel following her. We also see a mysterious figure all in black following around too. She's hearing noises and stuff. And then eventually she's about to go into the uh, to the dorm 13. And we see the killer grab some like tongs or something and choke her out with these huge tongs. Right. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So that's a pretty interesting way to go. 
Um, Angela's sitting around on her couch. She gets a call. And the call's like, prepare yourself. I'm going to cut you up in two. In two pieces. Uh, then she sees the, the killer out the window. Uh, Angela uh, sees uh, Inga. This is where she sees the Inga in the bed. Uh, only her head. Uh, the mask killer is now following her around the house. Uh, this is when we see... Uh, she she unloads the curtain. We see Ava fall down on her. So now we see the dead Ava. So how, somehow the killer planned to put everything around this one area of the house super quick. And then now she sees Laura hanging from the ceiling as well. So this killer, can, he, can, he can hide bodies and he can hang up people in no time. He's super quick. So now we have the killer is now attacking... Angela, and of all people, Miguel comes to the rescue. Oh, so interesting. Swerve, it wasn't Miguel this whole time. Oh, Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. We got a turn. We got a turn. Yes. So he fights a little bit with the killer, and the killer eventually knocks like a vase on top of um, Miguel's head, and then of course Angela gets out of there like she flees. Um, Paco is now the guy with the tongue. So he, Paco, is the killer. Or at least one of the killers now that we find out because he runs into Angela with the tongues. And then Angela goes by the disco and then the teacher's there. And then she notices that teacher was there stuffing to dress all in black and she kind of hides herself and then the teacher eventually leaves and he drives off. So Miguel is awake. Uh... Angela is now at that mansion, and he she runs into um, Manuela, saying like, "Hey, I got these two killers out there that want to kill me and stuff, and what's going on?" Of course, you know, same thing. Miguel's like, "Oh, you probably just hurt your head. You're just seeing nightmares and stuff. Come over here." Um, and then she asks her like, "You know, are you probably just reading a lot of those murder mystery books or something? You're just seeing things. Did you call the police at all, by the way?" And I was like, oh, no, I didn't call the police. Yeah, don't no, worry about no. that. Oh, okay, cool. Didn't get, didn't, didn't get around to that. Yeah. Yet. Oh, oh, sweet. So I'm going to give you this drink. Uh, it's going to calm you down. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> so then she's like, she's talking to us like, I saw them. I saw the murderer's eyes. They were ice cold blue. All right. So then that car arrives. The Rose Royce car arrives. Uh, and then we see um, Manuela and the teacher. They're all talking, and then we, we, we find out that the teacher was the killer. He's the one that's been killing all the girls because Manuel's like, okay, I, I see that one of the girls saw you. She, she looked into your eyes. She thought they were ice cold and blue. He's like, oh, I just had that effect on women. So now they're going on. Now we get the whole reveal, the whole mm. evil plot reveal. So what's going on is um, that Manuela hired this teacher to to kill these girls so they can blame it all on Miguel so mm-hmm. Miguel could take the fall for it he can go to jail and they can they can inherit Maria's all the money all the money so they can go out and start a new life or that's what the teacher thinks he's like yes since we'll be rich we can start a new life we can go out to all these places we can do whatever we want Manuel is like listen I'm cool about starting this new life but I want to have a clean slate from everything and you're not part of the picture. Oh, Ooh. turn over here. And the teacher's like, whoa. He'll turn. He's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Like, I thought we we're going to be together. And he's like, no, I paid you, didn't I? All right? I, I, I had, I, I, you, you had sex with me. That should be enough. 
That should be enough. So what I need you to do, I need you to go up there and kill that Angela girl. Alright? And then, of course, Miguel heard all this stuff. He heard everything. Alright? And, of course, Miguel is now outside now. He has, he is, uh, he has a little bit of the, the crimson mask on him, a little bit of blood trickling down. He mm-hmm. sees that the room where, um, where um, Manuela stays, is, 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 is he thinks she's up there. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get my revenge. I'm going to go up there. And, of course, who's up there is Angela. And she's, like, relaxing, combing her hair and shit, about to, to lay down. So she so fucking, Manuel's, like, trying to get the door slowly. And he eventually pops in and is all like, Manuela, uh, I thought you loved me and everything. I'm going to get my revenge. So he starts, like, choking the girl in the bed, which is Angela. And eventually Angela like freaks out and stuff and she grabs like a pipe or something. I don't know what the hell she buys, mm-hmm. but she fucking s- s- puts it through fucking Miguel's throat. All right. And she starts to freak out. So there goes him. What a payoff. Um, so after all this, um, she, you know, and then he, then Angela goes downstairs and then she can see that the teacher is like choking out. Like, he's, like, fighting uh, Manuela, mm-hmm. all right? And and then, like, the teacher's all like, I don't care about your money. I just wanted your body. And they're, like, freaking out. And then Angela sees him and stuff, and uh, she's, like, freaking out. And then she runs into this other room. She turns, She sees, like, the, uh, the wheelchair, which is supposed to be Maria. She looks at her. She freaks out because Maria's all burnt and pretty much been dead this whole time in this movie. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then eventually, um, the uh, uh 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 Manuel like um tells the teacher like hey you know we gotta go get that girl and eventually the 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 teacher goes and he he grabs Angela is like hey you know you guessed it I was the one that killed all your friends and everything and now I'm about to kill you and stuff and he's about to kill her then we have Manuel just show up with a chainsaw type of yep. thing or hedge clippers and just hedge clips him in like the chest so he goes down. Then she's all like, hey, I want you to know that the, this teacher guy and Miguel, they were the killers. That's what you're going to tell everybody. <laughs> I had nothing to do with anything. They're the killers. <laughs> Remember that. Remember I saved you. And Angela, okay, but yeah. Then... <laughs> well, then Angela leaves. And then randomly, like, uh, Manuela goes upstairs. Yes. I guess to see if Miguel was dead or something. And then Miguel, like, wakes up out of his... Yep. Dead coma. Death. <laughs> and I guess he like. I guess he like scares her to death or something. <laughs> like falls on her. He, and then we I have. was kind of out after he no cells getting stabbed through the neck. Like yeah, exactly. he literally has this thing through his neck. Yeah. While this scene's happening. He's like no cell on it, and then like he fucking just falls on her and shit. And then fucking Angela goes up to Antonio's arms, and then that's it. Yeah, I, I thought that yeah, uh, Miguel choked Manuela to death, like chain strangled her. Oh yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, wrong. I don't know. Yeah, he, then he claps on her and dies, and then Angela goes to Antonio, the Spanish God. The police show up, and the movie's over. Yes, and boy, what a ride we were on—the bloody movie. Yeah, this ride. entire this entire movie was uh, just written around that saw scene, though. Yes, like this. This is a really good idea. I mean, what if? Uh, what if we cut somebody up with a giant circular saw? Okay, let's write a movie around that. Yes. They're like, okay, we got a big saw. All right. We got a couple actors. We got a lot of girls with tits. What can we do? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, let's do let's do a little murder mystery kind of movie. <laughs> but everybody, this was something else. This was something I liked it though. There were some parts that I liked. Yeah, I liked it too. So you know, it's not a bad one. It's just it's very like it's just one of those movies you can watch like and just forget about later. You just mm-hmm. you watch it, you have a good time watching it, and then you might bring it out again maybe once or twice, but nothing nothing to, nothing to cry home about. But it's not it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But everybody, that was the sleazy slasher month here on the Retro Blood. So we have finished up this crazy, crazy month. Allison, how did you like this month? A lot of a lot of wildness going on this month. Yeah, huh? there's a lot of wild shit in this movie in this month. But yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm glad I watched these movies. Like, and it's weird because I got to see, yeah, I got to see four movies I've never watched. So this is the first time that I that I have never seen any of the four movies that we've watched because you'd seen pieces before, right? Well, I saw parts of pieces. I never seen the full movie, so this is a, be all new you, for me too. Are, are you saying you saw pieces of pieces? Yes, yes. The tongue <laughs> twister right there, brother. Yeah, these are all four movies for me too. Like, like so I okay. I, like when pieces like uh, before we did this show, I was originally on my old podcast. We were supposed to do a review of pieces, but we just never got around to it. So I saw mm-hmm. like the first half of the movie. Um, but this is the first time I reviewed like the full movie, so, so yeah, it's definitely a, a fun month. You know, we we went from uh, some uh, sledge, we went from um, some axe, the edge of the axe uh, man, where yeah. Gerald and his little computer. I uh, went yep. from pieces out there. Uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> that was a wild trip uh, for that one out there. Just bloody, bloody body parts everywhere. Sledgehammer. We got some yeah. negative effect on there. We got some. Uh, kids turning into adults and shit then of course we get the bloody moon of tits and fucking uh murder stories everywhere so definitely a fun month here on the retro blood so thanks for all for axe to chainsaw to sledgehammer to circular saw yeah yeah we gotta get all the power tools in there brother Mm. but um join us here next month here on the retro blood where we are finally doing a whole month of sci-fi horror brother mm-hmm. and i say we started off with allison's top favorite movie i say we started off with the thing brother what do you think about that might, as, might as well might as well started off with the thing we're joining john carpenter's land we're gonna be seeing some some slimy creatures we're gonna be seeing some evil dogs it's gonna be great it's going to be a good time, everybody. So, sci-fi horror month here on the Retro Blood. But, Allison, what should we leave the audience with here tonight? All right, let's uh, let's head out with some Iron Maiden. Uh, how about Prowler? Ooh, Prowler. Just like the movie. Yes, it does. Just like our boy Miguel mm-hmm. uh, or Antonio. They're prowling. And Varro. And Varro is fucking just going out there prowling through the night. Getting everybody. Yeah, lots of prowling in this movie. There was a lot. Mm-hmm. Alright, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time here for Sci-Fi Month here on the Retro Blood. Check it later.